Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian, Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound. Hey, this is me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled that you're listening to our show right now, right. and we're going to have a good time tonight with our friend, John Esterly, Rare Buzz Effects. That's right. He's in a studio with us here at Relay Recording, uh, our, our uh, temporary home from... Well, it's not home away from home. It's just the home because we don't home. have another home. <laughs> uh, so John Finnell has been kind enough to help us out with that. Um, Thank you, John. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a, a, a really neat show today. Tony, what are we going to do on this show? Uh, we're going to talk to builders of gear. Nope. No. Not tonight. Nope. Tonight, we are going to do our four on the floor bonanza. That is right. So uh, you will recall, maybe from an episode or two ago, and if you haven't listened before, then this is new. This is going to be really fun for you. We've got a segment on our show called Four on the Floor. What happens in that segment? Well, what we do is we ask every guest that we have on the show to to submit their four must-have pedals. It can be any pedal they want. We try to, you know, get stay away from, you know, utility pedals if possible, but... Sometimes those are the pedals that people love, Somebody. and that's okay. Yeah, we have been doing this uh, now for uh, a little over two years. Wow! And we've we've accumulated a lot. We're going to go through some stats in a little bit here, um, but we had a. Uh, there's a lot of information, and we're like, well, we need to do something with this. I think we've been doing this for almost three years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if the math is right. <laughs> Two That's years, true. three, three years, years, whatever. <laughs> That's why I'm not reading. going to read off the numbers. Months and days. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we'll get to that in a second, but uh, this is going to be really exciting. What we're going to do is we're going to go through categories and numbers of all the pedals that have been submitted. We're, don't worry, we're not going to go through every single pedal, but um, we've got groups and categories, such as like the top seven delays. <gasps> Ooh, is your appetite wetted yet? What did you? Yes, um, but for right now, we're going to get to a couple of announcements. We want to say a big fat thank you to Road Mics in beautiful uh, and now hopefully on the mend uh, Australia. Yeah, uh, for the Roadcaster Pro, mm. the, the beautiful device that is capturing our podcast and digitizing it. And it's a little box. It is. It's not even a box. It's like a wedge. It's, it's a cool. control center. It is a wedge. Yeah. We also want to say thank you to them for providing the Procaster mic mm. and its beautiful powder-coated articulating arms. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. So thank you so much to those guys for uh, helping our show out. It means the world to us. And we want to thank music producer and recording engineer John Fintel for the support of our show. He's been a guest on our show and uh, is a guitarist himself, so he knows how to get the tones you need. John produced my upcoming album right here at Relay Recording, and I am absolutely blown away by the results. He helped us through the whole process from pre-production to recording and engineering to mixing and finally to mastering. And unlike others I have worked with, John was really attentive and provided lots of thoughtful input from over 20 years' experience. He will also provide his services off-site or remote. John will help you find the best way to tackle your recording project and bring your music to life. Check him out at johnfintel.com, that's J-O-N-F-I-N-T-E-L.com, and relayrecording.com. I also, 
I, I want to share. We've been getting a lot of these, and I'm sharing them because they're feel-goody kind of things, all right? And they're not just like, hey, you guys, are, you know, I like your show. It's really great, which is, hey, we love to hear that, too. But um, we're not just doing obligatory kudos here. No, no. It says, uh, this is from Andy Fern from Instagram. He sent me a note. It says, uh, hi, guys. Thought it about time. Uh, I was a little more involved and wrote you to say thanks. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, discovering it from a mention by Rhett Schull, our former guest. Check out the show that uh, we did with him on our, on our website. Uh, so I've been inspired by your shows. Most recently, the excellent Low Sounds episode. Oh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. Aisha Low. I was there for that. Yeah. I am a struggling pro player, both teaching and playing for cover bands. I've never really experimented with wiring and modifying, considering it to be beyond my totally unscientific brain. But for a birthday gift, my wife bought me an old Aria Strat and a Squire Telly, oh, both, yeah. both needing repairs. Those are great guitars to, to get started on, oh, you know, yeah. modifying. Yeah. So they both needed repairs. Aisha Lowe convinced me that even though I don't have any specific space at all, I could really give both guitars some attention in my kitchen. <laughs> so okay. we talked about we talked about Honey Tea oh, basically yeah. making all his guitars in the kitchen too. I bought an inexpensive soldering iron. I said it. Uh and have fully rebuilt both, adding a set of budget Artec pickups to the telly. You know, he's putting them in. It's they're 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 you know, beginner guitars. They're they're just like, hey, let me let me figure out how to do this before I spend a lot of money on good stuff, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh and this is the cool part. I mean, that's all cool, too, but this is extra cool. I, Jared, you're really going to appreciate this. I used both on Saturday, jamming with my dad at his 60s band reunion. Ooh, oh, wow. wow. I can't oh, yeah. thank you guys enough, and Aisha Lowe. All the best to you, Andy. That was really awesome. nice. Yeah, that's nice, that Andy. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you... that's in that's in a DM. So like that that's thumb typing. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 If you've got that's a, a kitchen story. table or even a kitchen counter, I mean, I've I've done surgery on guitars. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, if you, you don't need a lot of space. No. All you need you is just a, need to do it. Just need a soldering iron. Yeah. Yep. No. A, a what now? A yep. soldering iron. That's oh. right. We get one of those. So I, I just really appreciate that uh, sentiment and and uh, sharing that story with us. I. Continued success to your modifying um, endeavors, Andy Fern. So there yeah. we have it. And if you you know if you're feeling adventurous, there's all kinds of things you can change out. Caps. Guards. You can change out. Uh, if you want put a different set of pickups in now that you've done it once. Yeah, piece of cake. Get a fancy pick guard. Fancy, real yeah. fancy. Get I some, know a guy. Get some new jack. Get a new jack. Get a switchcraft jack. Get a, you know, all that stuff. You know, that's that's a really good point because that is usually on on. Budget guitars, that is usually the weakest link, is the, the input-output jack, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of them uh, are plastic. Some of them are just like real... Rubber. Real bad metal. Paper? Um, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> um, but, you know, for a, it's a you know, 3 or 4 or $5 part, buy a Switchcraft jack, throw that in. Yeah, and get a Switchcraft you will, switch. You, don't, you won't have any problems. Yeah. yeah at least good. at that end of it. It's good stuff. Yep. Yeah. All right, so gentlemen, that was what that was all about—all the uh, announcements and stuff. That was nice. It was. I appreciate that. If you uh, have stories like that, please share them with us. Um, we will try to read them, like we just did. And if you just want to say hi and say hey, thanks, we like that too. Okay, we are going to get through what's going on in this world our week, gentlemen. 
Tony Baloney. I always have to go first. By the way, I said Tony Baloney in in my Siri today. I said, Siri, call Tony Baloney. And I don't have that as a preset, and it it did call Tony. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It must be. (laughs) It must know. Siri knows all. Yes. All right. Tell us what's going on in your music world. Okay, so uh, this week, yeah, this is a good one for this week. Um, so I was in the, in the uh, this is really the first time in a long time that I've been without a 12-string acoustic guitar for the last year or two. I think I sold one at least around that time. So I, I, I just had a hankering for an inexpensive 12-string, and of course I'm a, I'm a big Guild fan. And... Um, I don't know how they do this, but I mean, well, so I ended up finding a used Guild J2512, which is their import line. Um, But the street price on these guitars are like $499 or $599. And I mean, it's a decent guitar. It's a jumbo body. you know. I like like a jumbo body. Yeah. And this one, you know, it's got a maple back and sides, solid spruce top. I just don't know how they can make an instrument with, you know, I mean, you almost have that in the tuning machines. Yeah. So anyhow, I found a used one that uh, had some issues, has some issues. I don't use 12 strings often. 12 strings are really susceptible to problems, right? I mean. Well, the biggest problem. I'm always shocked by how cheap they are. I was like, wait a minute. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're looking at like some, you know, 1980s Fender 12 string Takamini. Or a Takamini. Uh, they, I mean, they're, they're subject to uh, bellying, which, which means the top behind the bridge starts lifting. Yeah. And they're also subject to, uh, to the neck collapsing. So yeah. it kind of... Basically, if you, if you go to a store and you find one that has really super high action at the 12th fret, it's got one of those two issues. Mm. Um, and even classic guilds... Uh, you know, there a twelve string guild will always need a neck reset at some point in its life, which is why I didn't want to spend a lot of money. So, long story short, I found one online uh, for under two hundred dollars, and the biggest issue with it is the uh, the bridge is starting to lift, so it's becoming unglued. You can slide a piece of paper underneath the bridge. Dang it! But it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's pulling off or what have you. And then there was a, an issue with the uh, the output jack. Um, there's a little stop nut on the inside that has to be tightened up. That that's that's an easy fix. So um, so I got it uh, this week, and I tell you what, I restrung it, which you know is is, an, is, is another interesting phenomenon if you haven't had to string up a 12 string guitar it's it's fun it takes a little bit <laughs> it takes it takes some patience mm. um and i i shaved the uh the saddle down a little bit to get it to play a little bit better and you know i i'm okay with the bridge lift as it sits now i took it over to my buddy sean's place and he said well it's not that bad um eventually it will need to be re-glued but you almost hate to put what it would cost to re-glue a bridge into uh, in, into a two hundred dollar guitar. True. So um, so I'm just gonna work with it as it sits, and um, you know when it disintegrates or self destructs, I'll just find another one. But in the meantime, it's a good sounding guitar. 
Uh, I'm a super big fan of the of is the it big like a jumbo bottle style, or is it the dark? Is it dark? No, it's it's a it's a natural finish. Guilds a, do a lot satin. of darks. They do do a sunburst version, but by and large, most guilds are just a natural finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the big jumbo body, which is yeah. really cool, and, and this thing just booms when you play it. That's I mean, it's, cool. It's a nice. Well, John nice... Denver's going to sound good on that. Yeah, let's play John Denver medleys. Yeah, you fill up my senses. Yeah, yeah, like a walk in the forest. <laughs> I want that sung like Leonard Cohen, though. There you go. <laughs> there you, you go. Fill up my senses. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that was my that was my uh, the big excitement this week. Two hundred dollar two hundred dollar guild twelve string. That's fantastic. You get that in the old music go round? No, I got it on uh, on the Bay of E. Okay. All right. Evil Bay. Yeah. I've or no, no. Excuse me. I got that on Reverb. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a good deal, man. I, w- I would have been scared about that, to be honest. Well, that's why I figured, I mean, in the worst case scenario, I could have 12 tuning machines <laughs> if, if it was a real, real monster. That's true. There you go. Uh, J-Rod. Very exciting. Uh, so Zach comes over uh, when he comes over to work or whatever. We sit down. and Who is Zach? Zachary Oswald. He's been on here plenty of times. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So he... He works for me, so he came over, and we kind of chill out in the living room, and I finish up my coffee, and we just kind of discuss what's happening, and sometimes we look online at gear and guitars before we get going. So uh, we found, well, Zach found uh, an early 50s Epiphone um, Zephyr... Regent? Regent, yes. So it's a a hollow body um, electric, it's a jazz guitar... And it's like what three or four? It's about four and a half, five inches thick. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a beast. Yeah, and um, if it was in decent condition, those things go for around three to five thousand dollars. Yep. Uh, this one, the guy was asking three hundred dollars. Wow, three hundred. Mm. Uh, it was, it was a one owner guitar, and when I got it, it was a second owner because the guy got it. Off the first owner, mm. so yeah, I know. Everybody following yeah. along, I know. So it's know. no longer train a, leaves the station. No yeah, 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 yeah. Three o'clock. The first owner had it ninety nine point nine percent of its life. That's pretty cool. And the neck, of course, was you know coming separating, off. coming off. <laughs> and so the old the old feller uh, reglued the neck and used a drywall screw. <laughs> What? Why you know, not? Yeah. So he he was desperate, wanted to fix it. He probably didn't have the money to pay to. Actually, there's a lot of repair shops that don't even want to mess with those old guitars. Really? The binding is just oh falling. the binding rot. The oh, finding yeah. binding finding binding. The rot was was uh the rot the rot was binding the binding was rotten. So the binding was falling off. Yeah. Basically, uh, just to clarify, so. You see, I see it on a lot of Gretches, and in yeah. this case, on this an old Epiphone, that the the binding that goes around the outside of the it body it shrinks. It's, well, it's it's celluloid, and it is literally just disintegrating. Yeah, I it's mean, I, vaporizing. Well, it's like what I run into when I'm doing bound guards, bound yeah. archtop guards. The the tortoise just starts to melt and crack and Vaporize. gas off. It's a mess. So mo- uh, there's a lot of parts on this guitar that were. That were good, mm. and that left a ton of meat on the bone. Mm. So, 
I I kind I knew I wanted this guitar. It was up for about seven minutes, and then Zachary found it and said something, and I said, "That's only an hour away. I'm I'm gonna text the guy. I got it." So I drove. Why didn't you bring it in? I probably, probably wouldn't make the trip. <laughs> let me let me finish the story. Oh, okay. So I brought the guitar back. I got the guitar. Nice guy. Um, he goes to the guitar show once in a while in Columbus, and um. We're looking at it. The pickup still works. It's one of those old um, original. So the original pickup was on it. It's It looks like a mini humbucker, but it's not. It's actually a single coil. Is it, they I, call them uh, New York pickups? Yeah. Is that so, what they're called? Right. It, there's something else. And uh, the only person who's actually um, redone these is Curtis Novak. So he's the only guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw one of his postings. Yeah, yeah, he's the only guy that makes these things. I don't even see him on his website yet. Maybe not. Maybe but not. anyhow, there's the tuners are original. They work. Yeah, the the pickup works. The whole harness, the pots and everything, untouched. I pulled that out of the guitar. Yeah. Um, the pick guard is still in one piece. The, that's odd. The exactly the uh, the knob still. Are good. Yeah, the, those are those are the old white bakelites. The white how, bakelites. How old is yep. this guitar? Fifties. Fifties probably. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. We uh, we tried to read one of the pot codes and they were really weird. It's it's a really early uh, lab. So anyway, I was thinking about having somebody look at the guitar to have it redone, and I changed my. I think Zach really wanted to see if he could practice his binding skills on it. And his uh, God bless him. I know, <laughs> and neck resetting and all that kind of thing. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, work for me for a few days, and I'll give you the guitar. So wow, it really worked out for both of us. And I'll well, you're keeping the other parts. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a lot of meat meat there. So so you've you've basically got your money back out of the electronics and the tuning heads and yeah, I got. I, yeah, I there's think, or, or darn easily, close to. I have easily three hundred dollars worth of stuff there. Yeah, I, I think. I think I could probably get at least seven to a thousand bucks out of it all. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, good for you. Seven dollars to a thousand dollars. If I'm, yeah, right. If I'm patient <laughs> around the higher, but you know, if I get over three hundred, I'm good. So that that's the key my thing, thing is if you you're know, patient. You know what Axel if I'm said patient. about Jared, that. the modicum of patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just takes a little patience. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. John. Well, my, uh, my last week, um, other than building pedals, uh, I went to Harbor Freight and got a new uh, workbench, which is something yeah. that I've been wanting to get for the studio for quite some time. I've had a particular one in mind for about six months now. And for anybody outside the Midwest who doesn't know Harbor Freight, if you wait long enough... It goes on sale. The price will come down. <laughs> like crazy, <laughs> crazy, yeah. crazy cheap, insanely cheap power tools and everything. So yeah. so normal retail price on this workbench is $99.95, which is pretty darn good as it is. But yeah. I thought, you know, you can get 20% off just by, you know, smiling at them and batting your eyes. And uh, I waited and toward the end of... That's uh, never worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, toward the end of... Uh, Last week the the price came down to sixty nine ninety five. So I went and snapped that up, and it did you cut cut the coupon? They, they have coupons everywhere. I, I yeah. did. I had to print it out and then cut it out. So I took that in and uh, Is it the it, butcher block style. 
No, it's um, it's the one that's uh, like a metal frame with a wood top and wood shelves, two drawers, oh, and a light up real above. Nice. So oh, yeah, real, real nice. Um, and it comes in a box that's like four feet by two feet by six inches. <laughs> so there is literally not one part of that thing that was already assembled yeah. when I started. Uh, so I, I was at the studio kind of working and kind of cleaning up and making room for it and uh, thought to myself, well, I'll set aside maybe 45 minutes to an hour to put this thing together. <laughs> and, and it had to be four hours to get it in one piece. Yeah, you've obviously never put, any, yeah. get, and put together any Ikea furniture. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, uh, you know, kudos to whoever um, designed this and put the instructions together because it really did go together pretty easily. Yeah. It was just, you know, very fiddly. There were you know, 10,000 screws you had to put together oh, to, to make it happen. So, so is it pretty sturdy? Or? It is. Um, the The main shelf, uh, which is where I'm using, uh, I'm using that shelf for my drill press, holds, I think, 220 pounds. So wow. it's, and, and then the, the shelf up top is like 100, and then the bottom shelf is like 180. So it's, wow, it's, it's a pretty stout, uh, yeah, pretty stout uh, workbench. So now that I've got that together, I've got my drill press set up, so... Hopefully that'll kind of uh, speed up some of the process of, of preparing enclosures going forward. So you use the drill press a lot for, for your, is that like reaming out the holes on the, uh, yeah, the controls and, and that? And to be perfectly honest, the drill press has been sitting in a box since I bought it. Huh. Um, I've been using a hand drill to do all of the drilling, which is horrible. Um, Not so to now mention I, dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now that I've got the press and the workbench set up, I've been using that for the past week, and it's it makes life a lot easier. Yeah. It speeds up the process significantly. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've been holding a piece of metal trying to open using a you know a, a it'll spin yeah oh yeah <laughs> and and it actually cuts right through flesh <laughs> I, I did that the other day yeah jared's got a uh it looks a, like a, a hang, it there. looks like i pulled a hangnail off mm. but actually uh i was trying to uh, cut through some fiber bobbin i was making some quarter pounder pickups that's where you have quarter inch magnets so yep. i was reaming out a, oh, a, a thing figure, yeah. yeah and uh yeah, it yeah caught let's my be clear you're making some quarter pounder style that's pickups. right Style, mm. yep, and uh, cease and took assist. A, took a nice big giant. Like I'm not going to have a hangnail there forever, because no. I took all the flesh off. So. Yeah, nice. Well, good. It's Thanks awesome. Down I mean, you're to just, the bone. You're thinking ahead there. <laughs> yes, yeah. I hate hangnails. Yeah, yeah, they can all go to hell uh, on this week's hangnail podcast. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, this week I. Yeah, what about you? I, oh, how about I, you, Todd? I did a Here. I did a little post uh, on uh, Facebook. I think it was might have been Sunday night about Rick Beto's YouTube channel. Uh, he posted he posted some about uh, do, do string the string gauge really make a difference? What you know what are the effects of this of string mm-hmm. gauge? And it was with Rhett Shull. And uh, so I watched that and I was like, it was it was super engaging, really fascinating and um, and he's got some great videos. So you know check his channel out for sure. As well as Rhett's they've got great YouTube channels. Uh, anyway, so I'm it wasn't just theory they they tested them out they did sound checks on them and it was really interesting to hear Rhett like right off the bat basically saying oh wow I can really not only can I feel a difference but I can hear a difference and I think when we're talking about like micro measurements most of us probably like it isn't really making that big of a difference but we do make a choice to to choose one kind of string or another mm-hmm. based on that. So to poo-poo that, it flies in the face of... Otherwise, everybody else, everybody would be using one kind of string and one kind of string gauge. So 
their arguments about what they were hearing and why they were hearing it and how they feel and everything was really interesting. So I said, you know what? I have been kind of suffering as of late on my fingers. Like I've got permanent dents in my fingers. I, I grip it relatively tight. I'm not, not like a full on like gorilla, you know, but, um, you know, I don't says you, I don't, uh, I don't have, I don't, you know, have lightweight, uh, fingerboard style. Right. So I thought, okay, that would actually be really nice if I didn't have that. And because aside from it just being like, Hey, there's a permanent, you know, rut in my finger when you're playing, it's it's not unlike driving. If you're driving and you fall into a rut, your car's going there whether you like it or not. So if I've got to switch up cords and I've got ruts all over my fingers, eh, that's kind of a pain in the butt. And it makes for some sloppy playing because it's certainly not the player. Oh, never. Um, it's the sound guy. Yeah. So, so bec- I was going to ask you about that. Hang because, on. Okay, hang go on. ahead. Hang go on. ahead. The other big thing that that was pointed out, and as guitarists, we should all be mindful of this. If you're gigging, if you're not gigging, arguably it doesn't matter. They immediately commented on the punch of the mids in the nines and eights, but specifically at the the nines. And I was like, okay, sold. I'm going to see if... Because I've been struggling to try to get those out the way that I want them to. So I took off all the strings and then I was due for a string change anyway for my gig guitars and uh, threw on some SIT nines. Okay. Ta-da. Well, uh-huh. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that goes against... It feels really different. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I have a... So, I have a heavy hand, heavy left hand, as, yeah. as, as do you probably. Or, And I, I go sharp anytime I go anything less than a 10 mm-hmm. on like a fender scale length mm-hmm. neck. Um, do you find yourself pushing harder or oh, well, going I'm still, get, I'm still getting used to it. Okay. But um, another, so something to compound that, and this is what I was thinking about when we when we were out there with uh, Drew Foppy at uh, the Smashing Pumpkins show backstage with the gear and everything. How he was saying, you know, tuning tuning a, uh, a scent behind, you know, or, or I think he was saying a scent behind. I can't remember the exact measurement, but he was basically going flat flat on every string so that when you you know you start playing you're not going to go over it'll basically go to to, to pitch to, to pitch yeah so i'm toying around with that maybe maybe trying to do that um i haven't I, i've only played them about two or three times cycling through the three different guitars because they have very different feeling guitars oh totally yeah um but the other the other thing that got me was that it, t- it took out some of the bottom boom. And I never, this is the kind of thing that, you know, it, and they discuss this in great depth on the video. I encourage you to go watch it because it's really informative. And Rhett's got a follow-up where he says, so this is what I learned from that. And it was really, again, very informative. So great job on that, you guys. But the one thing I will mention is that it, uh, 10s, 11s, 10s and up can have more boom or more, uh, you know, warbly mud on the bottom end, if especially if you're playing hard. Great name for a band. Warbly mud. <laughs> I know, right? And I do. I'm like power chords all day long, right? Right. Mm. So I thought that's something that I'm also struggling with. I, I feel I can hear that. Mm. And I've and I haven't been able to remedy it with EQing and stuff. So right. I'm like, hey, two birds three birds with one stone. Right. P- 
potentially no ruts in my fingers. We'll see. Um, a little bit more punch in the mid and getting rid of some of the boom on the bottom. It's not radical. It's not like all of a sudden I threw an EQ pedal up and it's changed everything, but every little helps. And if that is starting at the guitar level rather than an electronic level, I'll take it. Okay. Let me ask this. Um, having watched both videos, both Rick's and uh, Rhett's follow-up, one of the comments that stood out to me with Rhett was he said with the lower gauge strings, he actually felt a little bit more confidence because he was able to bend better. He felt like his chord shapes were smoother. Yeah. Um, are you feeling that same? Well, and interestingly enough, he also said, but when he jumped to the eights, it was like he didn't have that control. He, right. They, they, right. they were too squirrely or he didn't have his confidence because they're harder to feel. And I've got the same problem. Like I cannot play on a super slinky style string. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. Um, um, I haven't totally felt that yet. Uh, but like I said, I strung them up and I let them kind of sit and then I retuned and I played a little bit, but I haven't gone through like a full session of playing. Gotcha. I'll know at my next practice if this was a good idea or not. <laughs> I, I it's, it, it, it certainly made me think about it too because I play tens on everything just because it's a nice round number. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of the things you described, like my, my open low E string just drives me nuts because it feels like there's nothing I can do that it doesn't, you know, buzz. So I'd be interested to try the lower gauge to see if that would help too. You no, know, it the gauge of string on on guitars, it it, it kind of does make a big difference playability wise. So if you're out there and you've been getting the same gauge for forever, maybe, you know, step out of your comfort zone and try something else and you know, you might like it a lot more. But and, and I think in both videos what what they were both very uh transparent about is this might not be for everybody you know you might right. like 11s or you might right. like 10s that might be the gauge to use but don't be afraid to step into a nine or an eight just to see what yeah, give what it a shot like you know put it on one of your guitars and see if you like it and, you won't break yeah. the bank yeah. and and likely i mean if you're going to a lighter gauge you may need to uh loosen the uh the truss rod a little bit so that uh you get a little more relief in the neck that's that. That's the one thing. Jumping even down, going from tens to nines. Yeah, I got some string you, buzz. Yeah, for you, sure, I definitely. Did. So just loosen the truss rod, maybe a eighth or a quarter of a turn. Yeah, okay. And that'll take care of it. Yes. Yeah, that was the only bummer. I was like, yeah, let's play, and I was like, <laughs> or ra- or you could raise the action at the bridge. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it was a tension thing. Anyways, cool. Yeah, All right, we'll expect do. a full report. That only took a second. Four on the floor mania bonanza. Four on the floor bonanza, not mania. Bonanza. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be awesome. Much more awesome than us just rambling on there. So sorry about that, Tony. Mm, um, ramble. <laughs> uh, all right, so we are going to go through a lot here. It's not going to feel like a lot. But before you do that, is there someone we should be thanking? You better believe it. We want to say big, ginormous thanks to Rayo Carnahan. Woo-hoo. Again, he... Uh, He's cre- the official, now official podcast statistician. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He created the initial spreadsheet uh, that set us up for success here. And I just, I, I was so thrilled by that. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, Rayo Carnahan. I got a buddy like that. I've got a lot of admiration for people that you know, have a knack, uh, knack, yeah, have a knack to do this kind of thing. They yeah. enjoy doing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. He did. Popped it out real quick. Like, nice. All right. So if you're curious and if you if you haven't seen the, you know, the the blog or anything like that or what we're posting on so, on the socials, uh, you can check out theguitarnobs.com forward slash blog. And it's it says blog, but it's it's four on the floor. Yeah. So at the top on the navigation, it says four oh. on the floor. OK. I right. just never changed the, you know, the oh. original thing. So anyways. So uh, what you're saying is you screwed up. I did. Okay. Uh, it's too late now. Yeah, go there, check it out, and you will be wowed. You will be dazzled and, and amazed. All of your favorite builders have contributed their four must-have pedals, and we have them all with descriptions and links to go get them and everything. Nice. So, can Tony, I Can I tell you a few statistics? I would love for you to do that. Can I do that? You can tell everybody, not just me. I'm going to tell everyone. Yes. Jared, are you paying attention? I'm all ears. John? Baited breath. Okay. So, to date. To date. We have 104. This is up to this is up to episode 160, by the way. Oh, episode 160. Uh, all the way up to the latest one. Yes. So we have 104 four on the floor blog posts. That's right. That's more than a hundred. A hundred and four four on the of floor. our guests have contributed to this. In that Mm-hmm. We have 361 pedal selections. That's Jeez. correct. 361 different pedals. Yep. We have 319 <laughs> pedals. No, Jeez. 319 models. Models. Uh-huh. Oh, so pedals. that means there's a lot of doubles. Ah, now yeah. I understand. Even triples. As I was reading this, I was I, I, I confused myself. Yes. So 319 different models and 150 different brands. Rep- Think about it. Just, just stop. Just stop. Think about that. 150 different brands. Unique brands. That's amazing. It is truly incredible. If somebody said, hey, Tony, na- how, many, how many brands are out there of pedals? I'd say, yeah. Well, over 80, 150. 80? No. This is, this is a drop in the bucket. No, it's 150. Oh well, that's just what we have. Oh, that's true. But, and well, I mean, yeah, there's obviously more than that. Way more than that. Why don't we open a big pedal superstore? <laughs> like a big, like a Sam's Warehouse pedal edition. Yeah, I, well. It's a lot it, of pedals. It, I don't, yeah. Okay, Anyways. that sounds like a plan. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um, Thanks, guys. I'm trying to think back, way back, our very first four on the floor. That's right. Happened on Friday, March 13th, 2017. Correct. I don't know if it was a Friday, but it It sounds good. It sounds good that way. (laughs) And I believe the guest was uh, some guitar player from the Chicago area, I believe. Yeah. Um, Jeff. uh, Schroeder? Schroeder. 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 Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. And just to review, at that time, because mm-hmm. Jeff had been back a second That's time. That's right. And I think he made a couple of modifications to his four on the floor. He did. But his original four on the floor was the Line 6 M13 Stompbox Modeler, mm-hmm. the Catlin Bread Belle Epoque Delay, the Eventide H9 Reverb Delay Harmonizer FX Processor, and the Tone Freak Naked Overdrive and Pineapple Boost. Yeah, it was actually two pedals, but well, we we let him have it. I mean, what are we going to say? No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, after that, we said no. Yes. <laughs> so anyhow, so that's that's a little bit of history. Yeah. I, I but it is amazing, and and again, 
I mean, just some whoever you know th- to put this all together was just such a nice bonus for us. Yeah, because we didn't have to do it. It was huge. <laughs> uh, but he wanted to. Yeah. So that's really exciting. I mean, I, I think you'd be challenged right now if you could name more than twelve brands, like right out the gate. You'd, Off the you'd, top, I of think our you'd heads. get stuck around ten, like maybe you know. A lot of people, not people who were like way deep in it. John's like, I could. <laughs> I know at least yes. 250. Yeah. I don't know if I Do could. you want them in alphabetical order? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to go through um, uh, a handful of actual lists here. And we've got your, we've got your, your, your main players just to, to let you know what we're going to go through. Okay. We're going to go through. The delays, the fuzz, the overdrives, the reverbs, compressor, the modulation, including phaser, vibrato, flanger, tremolo, pitch shifter, tape control, blah, 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 distortion, boost. And we're going to wrap up with the top 10 brands and the top four pedals. Four. Why do you ask that? Why four? We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Let's do this. This is going to be a blast. Hang Jer- on, everybody. Jared is going to be our MC through this little uh, run through the pedal garden. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin with the top seven delays. There are 23 models. The Caroline Guitar Company, Kilobyte. The Chase Bliss, Therme. There's... Over three on each of these. I wanted to add that. There's there's street choices. Right. The Strymon Timeline. Yeah. The Electronic Audio Experiments. The Sending. Line. Okay. St- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not yeah. yet. Oh, no. Line six. <laughs> DL4. Montreal Assembly. Count to five. MXR. Carbon Copy. There's oh, like two or three choices for each of those yeah so uh, all of these are th- have been mentioned three or more times that's what i was three trying to say times. yes yeah wow uh now there were uh, obviously 23 different models so uh these ones were the ones that you know were the creme de la creme yes so uh you know on we we we're not going to name out every single one because you would hate us if we did that. It would but be interesting. Gonna these, but you can you? find. You're going to post this. You you can go look at it on four on the floor. I don't have the list. I don't. I haven't posted the list. I don't know if I'm going to post the list. We'll I want see. you to post the list. Maybe we'll post the list. I think we should post the we list. We might post the list. A Let's lot of people it. chose right. the kilobyte man. Yeah. That's so so right out of the gate, I think in year two of this, we were like, wow, kilobytes getting mentioned a, a lot. lot. And it still is. It was just mentioned the other day, actually. Yeah, sure, right. So I don't know, guys. I mean, these are, are is this what we expected to see on here? I know one that I'm kind of, I'm, ex- I'm surprised. I'm surprised a couple aren't on here, but, you know. I'm not surprised Strymon's on there. You know, I mean, that's, Strymon's. The timeline I, was an early player. It's, yeah. it, it hasn't been yeah. mentioned as much later. I mean, because it's been around for a little while, but. John, what do you think? Well, I mean, I would say the DL4 and the carbon copy are kind of the the granddaddies of delay. So I see no mm-hmm. surprise there. Um, 
you know, the DL4 does everything but make you breakfast in the morning. <laughs> and then the carbon copy. <laughs> and you, you can get them, uh, you can get them uh, uh, powder coated from AWOL. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Aaron, cool. Aaron does just about anything in the world to those. So, and then carbon copy. I mean, if you want a small form factor, inexpensive delay, I mean, that's, you're not going to do much better than that. Um, the count to five is a really expensive pedal. You know, and for the, that to be mentioned three times in a in a standard size box compared to a Strymon, Strymon, I was surprised because the price point for both is kind of right there. And, and yeah. if I were to go out unlimited budget and buy something today, it'd probably be a count to five. But the budget is kind of a prohibiting factor there. Yeah. It's not a cheap pedal for for what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't see even in even among the uh, the more boutique builders, I don't see any surprises there. You know, the Kilobyte, like you mentioned, is is a very well regarded delay pedal, and in fact, uh, Caroline just uh, around Nam season, Nam season mm-hmm. announced uh, a megabyte. <laughs> what do you think, you're Jared? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they've got a megabyte delay that, uh, as far as I know, is the kind of the progression of that uh that thought process and then i did talk with uh now we can drink tony john snyder drink earlier today um and he wanted me to let everybody know if you do own ascending he does have a firmware update so reach out to him via email or socials oh that's very good of um and he's he's working on version two but uh timeline on that one is being obstructed by his completion of yes schools so. i think uh um someone i can't remember who mentioned because a lot of people mentioned a lot of things on the show but they said that this was the sending was the best d- uh delay that they've ever heard period bar none end of story <laughs> that uh is obviously debatable based on our list <laughs> um but but at, at least uh at least three and and here's the other thing to, to keep in mind everybody these aren't rando people saying I love you know I like this pedal or this pedal. Like these are the people who are building the things, right. yeah. pedal builders, right. yeah. guitar builders, amp builders, and musicians that are using and building and looking at at these things, saying I admire these uh, or I use them or I'm friends and. It, so th- there's some weight there that goes into this list. Oh, I definitely. Think that's, uh, and let us remind you that the pedal builders were not allowed to choose their own pedals when they mentioned them. That's true. Ah, That's true. Except Dr. Z. We let him do that. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of have to. Yeah. I don't know that we let him. He just did. He it. just did. Yeah. He's a doctor. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think that that is a, a big differentiator as opposed to when you see, you know, sort of the uh, the end of the year when the publications, you know, more, more, the mainstream publications right, right. post what the top anything is. That's our, usually top sales. Which doesn't necessarily, you know, maybe this is more consider this the SAG Awards instead of that's the Oscars. right. Or these the are Grammys pedal builders yeah. choosing other pedal builders. Yeah, for the most part. Yes. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. And twenty three different models. That's a that's a lot to choose from, right there. So we now we have a separate category for reverbs too. We do. Okay. So that I was going to say because some people would consider a reverb a delay. Yep. Uh, and there's Albeit some there's short. some mixed stuff. So I mean, it's very difficult in the pedal world. Obviously, there are very few things that are black and white or like just it's singularly this. For the most part, that's what we tried to capture on these bigger right. uh, these bigger categories. So let's move on to the next. Yes. Jared? 
Well, our top five fuzzes out of 42 types, models. That's right. 42 models. 42 different models of fuzz. The Electroharmonics, Green Russian Muff. The Univox, Super Fuzz. Full Tone, 69 Fuzz. Pelican Noiseworks, Half Horse. Pelican Noiseworks, ooh, the Pelotar. Yeah, now each of these were mentioned more than, or, or twice or more. Two That's more right. Times, yes. Okay. Yep. They're the top uh, five. Now, to put, again, to put this in perspective, that's five that have only been mentioned more than once. That leaves 37 other pedals that were just named one time. Right. Which is awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I, you well, know, there's lots of fuzz pedals out there. There's a ton of fuzz pedals out there. And I think fuzz is one of those effects where it's very specific to the player. Absolutely. You know, you're, you like the kind of fuzz you like, and you're going to choose the pedal that most suits that. And I don't think fuzz is one of those things where you can make it work. It either does or it doesn't. Yeah, and then you yeah. throw into that, like, uh, you know, what kind of guitar you're playing through what kind of amp right. in in front of or behind what other kind of pedals like the oof, options are endless but i'm glad that there are options uh so i was kind of surprised uh, at two things actually this is a very surprising one like altogether i was surprised that the green the, that the green russian muff was mentioned and there wasn't a single big muff I was just going to say not one, right? I that doesn't surprise me, and maybe this comes from the builder standpoint. But my taste, if I'm going to modify something, it's always the Green Russian. I think the standard Big Muff, the original circuit, yeah. I think the sound signature that it has is a little bit different. I think the the uh, Green Russian kind of lends itself more to the modern playing style. I yeah. prefer the White Russian myself. <laughs> <laughs> call you Lebowski. That was, why hasn't anybody made that pedal? Yeah. All right. Let's somebody jump on Alrighty. that. Somebody jump on that. <laughs> Copyright for Send us one. Effects. Send us one. Send us one. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason I say that, though, is because, okay, Top of your head, the the top two most sold pedals, maybe ever. Okay, number one, definitely the Fuzz Face. Yeah, I'd say Fuzz Face and Big Muff. Okay, would be the two. Yeah, yeah. Followed by and even even outside of the Fuzz realm, like Tube Screamer. Okay, yeah, like yeah. those three things, ubiquitous. Okay, that's a big word. It is a big word. I like big words. Uh, so, but so I was surprised, just again, sheer numbers, because when you see all lists and talking about all lists, you'd think that would be on there. But you said it. These are, these are builders. These are players. Yeah, I so, think that's the difference. Yeah, because this is not just general public. Yeah. I was surprised to see the, the Super Fuzz on there twice, because that is a really expensive pedal. It's, it's spendy, but I think it's one of those that if you've got the money to go out and get one, it's one that people really tend to... To cherish. I mean, it's got a very specific sound. Yeah, it's kind of made of unobtainium. You can't go out and buy the parts to build another one because those transistors have been discontinued for decades yeah. now. So, what's the market value for one of those today? <sighs> yeah, at least I'm five, at least six, seven hundred wow. and up. I mean, it really. I, what I've seen is the enclosure makes a lot of the difference. Like the original blue and red plastic tends to be more spendy than yep. you know the well yeah because the the blue is like a rubberized it's yeah. like a it's like a well it is rubber it's not rubberized it just is rubber so mm. a lot of times that just disintegrates oh i didn't know that yeah rubber gets old man 
Now you do. Just like Tony. All right. Uh, I'm rubber, I was, you're glue. I was surprised to see... That, look, There's a. there are so many great fuzz builders out there. There's so many great fuzz pedals, and we're in the... We're in a sea of them right now. Uh, so I was surprised to see the Full Tone 69 on there more than once. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm, I'm not surprised to see Pelican Noiseworks on there. Not, not only more than once, but more than once. Yeah. Um, I think they're very well known for those two models, particularly yeah. the Pelotar. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's one that really just jumps out. Um, if for nothing else, I mean, God bless them for taking the Klon kind of image and, and, and making it into something yeah. else. And I, it, I hope by now he has the, the little stuffed animals that I that I wanted uh, to get. <laughs> I, I need to remind everybody that this isn't just what we've been talking about like last year. So these aren't just the cool, trendy pedals. We've been doing this since uh, 2017. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot of pedals that have been, you know, bubbling towards the top of what everybody gravitates and rushes out to buy and everything. So... Uh, it's not it's not the trendo list here. All right, let's move on. All right, let's go over the top seven overdrives. There are sixty one different models. Sixty one. Sixty one different models. Sixty one. Yeah. That's amazing. Ibanez Tube Screamer. Huh. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Paul Cochran, the Tim Overdrive. Yep. Full tone, full drive. Full tone O C D. Electronic Audio Experiments, Longsword, Boss BD-2, Blues Driver, Analog Man, King of Tone. Now, all of these were mentioned more than two times. It's worth mentioning also that the Ibanez got six six votes in this. That, that's, yeah. that's pretty... Yeah. Which, you know, it's been around. <laughs> so I have two at home. I mean, I, I love them. Yeah. What I find interesting about this list, just in the number, there were 61 different models. But if we look at the 390, if you start doing the math, not everyone picked an overdrive. No, that's true. That's Actually, true. a lot of people didn't pick an overdrive. It's very true. Kind of, kind of, uh, kind of crazy pants there. Yeah, some people rely on their amps for that. You know, that's true. You know, g- given the base of the people that answered this. Uh, four on the floor. I'm not at all surprised to see the tube screamer on there. I and I would say, you know, not only because I've listened to most of the episodes, but just because I kind of feel the same way. I think a lot of people look at that pedal not necessarily as something they'd have on their board, but as something that they used as a stepping stone very early in their career designing pedals. Because it's it's got to be the most modified pedal yeah. on the market yeah. today. Yeah, I can give you that. I would uh, say so. I'm glad to see the Tim was on there twice. Yes. Well, That's, yes. And did you see they uh, they're re-releasing it as a small form factor pedal? Like I, didn't a, see I, that. I believe Mini it's pedal? MXR is the one that they've teamed up with Paul Cochran to make it as a as the smaller form factor pedal. Oh, oh. not yeah. a mini, like an MXR size. Well, no, I think it's actually like the the mini size. Oh wow. Yeah. I wasn't surprised to see the full drive. Those are uh, again that's that's like yeah, you ad, know, ad nauseum there. Yeah, yeah, full time, and, and they're sure. they're great. So. Uh, and they're super affordable, by the way. If you don't know that, they're you can pick one of those up. It's a dual. It's a dual overdrive, and built like a tank. And eighty bucks every day to, on sun, you know, till Sunday. What's how's that go? <laughs> I don't know. Um, all the way up to the analog man. So you've got you know your your eighty dollar, uh, a couple of eighty dollar pedals in there. All the way up to like a you know, the king of tone goes for. 
Lots. A lot. <laughs> when you can get them. My, if my, you can get them. My name should be coming up this year. Yeah, see? Oh, you're wow. you're on a I'm, year lottery. On, well, it's I think it's over two years now, and I've That's been on it since bananas. I think December of eighteen. So I'm hoping Whoa. that toward the end of this year, yeah, it'll be my turn. I'll build you one. I can build myself. <laughs> yeah. one. Is anybody is anybody surprised that Klon wasn't on here? It doesn't mean it wasn't on the list. It just means you know they were granted there were sixty one models. Yeah. So only one person out of one hundred and four guests. I mean, that doesn't surprise that. me because that's almost like, you know, it's one of the holy grail pedals. Yeah. Well, they, you know, to, to find a good one in good shape, you know, we're talking, what, three to $4,000. Oh, yeah, easily. I think, the, I think cost of entry on the Klon is, is the biggest thing. People's keeping it rigs off the don't list. cost near that much. No. You know, the and, and then guy. when you get it, you're almost afraid to take it out and do anything with it. Right? You've got a single piece of equipment that costs that much. I mean, it's kind of like having one of the Space Echoes. You know, you're almost afraid to <laughs> pull it down off the shelf and do anything with it. I saw so one. I at still, I'm so tempted to buy that the the pedal form of that. <laughs> yeah, I got a mm. beat on it. I might get it. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So overdrives. Now, uh, he, the other thing I think which is worth mentioning is that. A lot of times people say, well, you, so what, you put out an overdrive pedal, like the world needs another overdrive pedal, man. Clearly we do. Right? <laughs> yep. There, there's no shortage of what you can still do with that. I, I think mean, well, this I is have, a testament to I have that. two different ones on my board, I believe. Yeah, Most I, people I, do. I think it's because there are, I mean, it, it runs the spectrum of, you know, from mild overdrive to real heavy stuff to... Uh, you know, trying to replicate sound color, you know, specific amplifiers and things factor. like that. So, I, yep. yeah, I think that that's, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That coolness. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a real thing, but. Yeah, coolness um, is. And then the builder comes into play. It's like, I, I really like this build. I want to have something from this builder. So. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, well, what I'm, why I'm bringing that up is that the overdrive is, uh, John, maybe that's, is it fair to say that's the easiest way to get into uh, building a pedal, or would you say a fuzz is? I would say fuzz or boost is probably going to be the first circuit you would build, but if you're kind of a, a full-scale manufacturer and you don't have an overdrive, there's a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you just kind of have to have in your lineup. It's an, it, it, like for anybody maybe wanted to do a DIY, uh, overdrive is going to be maybe one of the top two choices. Right, fair right. Fair to say. Let's just for argument's sake go with me on that. Uh, <laughs> I agree with everything you say. Perfect. Uh, you're getting the hang of this. Um, <laughs> now, if I can convince you Tony and Jared. You will do so to... <laughs> well. All you have to do is agree with yeah. everything Todd says. Stop it. Um, <laughs> now, what I'm saying is here is that it's it's one of those things where it, it, you could be discouraged by saying, like, I want to do this, but, like, who cares? There, there's hundreds of overdrives out there. What, why is mine going to make a difference? It very well damn could, yeah. and it could end up on this list. So do it. Well, I think the, uh, the the part of it too is is each of these pedals will react differently with different rigs. So what doesn't work as well on someone's rig might be the perfect thing for somebody else's. Yeah. So try them all out. Do them. Do it. All right, Jared. Now it's time to go over the top eight reverbs. Verbs. 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 There's twenty four different models. Number one. And this is not in any numerical order, but I'm just going down the list. Well, it kind of is, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is, but a lot there's a these lot have the all been number. mentioned more than twice. So the top eight reverbs, twenty four different models. 
Strymon Blue Sky, mm. Caroline Guitar Company, Meteor, Eventide, H9, Adventure Audio, What a Verb, Earthquaker Devices, Ghost Echo, Hardwire, RV7, Wampler, Fox Spring. <laughs> I say you just leave that one. <laughs> Fox Spring. Faux Spring. Faux Spring? Yeah. Why a, is it F-O-E? It, it's, it's, it's not. not it's it's French. A-U-X. Are you seeing F-O-E here? No, I meant that. Well, that's how you say it. Yes. N- yes. Faux mm. is French for false. Does, does he live in New Orleans? What? Brian Wampler, yes. He lives in South Bend, New Orleans. That's yes. why. That's why it's spelled like that. Okay. On a swamp in New Orleans. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, My bad. It's okay. Okay. For me, right out the gate, seeing the hard wire on here is uh, very interesting. Those are pedals that you can get at like a used, used boutique or Craigslist for almost nothing. Nothing. Right. Yeah. And that's not the only hardwire that was mentioned on here. So your builders have chosen a several hardwire pedals. Just, to, just saying. Uh, there's something to be said for just getting the pedal right. Yeah, it doesn't need to cost a lot of money. If it's it not does. super sexy. It's not super boutiquey looking. It's very sort of old manufacturing looking. You know, eighties, nineties kind of thing. But um, now on the other end of that spectrum, there's a handful on this reverb list that are pretty spendy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I've got... There are no surprises to see the blue sky on there and no surprises really to see it up at the top. And yeah. the, uh, the H9 is another one. I, I kind of see the H9 as more of like the ambient guitarist's choice. I yeah. think it kind of does that. It fits that a little bit better than... I'm always weirded out when I see two of them on a board, yeah, which I've seen many times. Well, yeah, but but see, the H nine is is much. I mean, I, it goes way beyond just a, it's, a it, reverb pedal. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, does a lot. It's a true multi effect yeah. pedal. It it is, but I guess. But in this foremost, case, it's you know that. So. But but that that being said, I mean, yeah, it's. It, I mean, you can do so many things with it. That yeah, that's why you see it appear more than once on a board. I also want to call out here. This is. This is something I found was pretty cool. So you've got you've got Strymon, um, you've got Eventide. Okay, those are those are monster reverb pedals. And then you know what you also have on here? You got our friends from Adventure Audio, picked at basically the same amount of times. Yeah, yeah. from all these builders, and that's I think that says a lot. It it doesn't have to be the biggest, baddest, most expensive thing, and it like. Obviously, quality's there because you know these aren't making nobody. These aren't making the list if they're not quality pedals. Well, yeah, and you got the Boss RV five on there too, and right? That's 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 a pretty pedestrian pedal, but it you can. I mean, it's on there. It's yep. Not yep. as much as these others. So that's it's kind of cool. I think this category in particular is is really interesting to me at least because there's there's such a wide you know variety of of price points and availabilities, right? And, and the whole the whole ball of wax. It's it's also interesting to mention that a lot of uh, specifically 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 <laughs> like on the reverb thing. <laughs> I don't know what that. <laughs> Tell us about it. I, I kind of felt like uh, the what's her bucket in uh, in Schitt's Creek a little bit like that. <laughs> specifically, I think the reverbs are. 
Is that a good show? Yeah, it's so oh, good. Oh, it's a great show. I love it's it. Greek. Yeah. Oh, boy. All yeah. right, I'll go watch it. Yeah. On this week's Shit's Creek. Yes. Uh, so a lot of these people had multiple reverbs. Reverb is one that people ch- many times chose more than one. Yeah, that's true. Even more than people chose double overdrives, which is, to me, a little weird because I always think of like stacking overdrives. Stacking reverbs and stacking delays doesn't that doesn't click with my kind of playing, so I don't think of it like that. But I just you know interesting note. Do with it what you will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, Jared. Well, let's go over the compressors. The top four compressor ten models: the Diamond CPR one, the Keeley. Compressor Plus, MXR, Dynacomp, Origin Effects, Cali 76. Yes. I have an observation on this category. My observation is that people probably still fully don't <laughs> comprehend compression. Nobody yeah, knows know. how to use and a compressor. And therefore, they're like, I'm going to go with what everybody else has been using. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, that's, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know how true that is, but that, to me, that's what makes sense. If, if you guys want to go way, way back, we did do a compression. Oh, yeah. Don't do that, though. Don't go way. Don't, those episodes. <laughs> I love them. No, I so, love them. Actually, so rough. It's like they're air-cooled, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, our buddy did a great job. Going yes. over the compression. Yes, Chris Graham. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's also interesting to see here, like, so Ke- the Keeley compressor, right? Um, he sold, I think his he had an earmark, 700,000. Yeah. Wow. 700,000. That's a mortgage payment or two there. Uh, yeah, uh, a couple times over. And, and he's not boss, and he's not... Uh, you know, MXR and, and uh, you know, some of these other monster companies. But his, that was only chosen twice, yeah. you know? And, so, and, and going to the MXR Dynacomp, I mean, the Dynacomp has been around forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I, the Dynacomp came out the same time as the Distortion Plus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are old, old pedals from late 70s into the 80s. And, and there's a definite lineage there between that Dynacomp and the the Ross version of the same circuit, That's and right. then that Compressor Plus. I mean, they're very similar, and I think even uh, Keeley would be quick to say that it's you know there's a very heavy basis there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Ross was on there, just didn't make the more than once list. I think compression. You you kind of said it. It's one of those effects. First of all, it's very specific to a certain sound. And if you don't want that sound, you're probably not going to have a compressor on your board. Well, clearly, because there were only ten, only ten, and ten different right. type, ten right. different models chosen, and not many more than we're seeing on this list right now. Out of you know as many pedals as we mentioned, so uh, that that isn't on everybody's no must have. No, it's I mean you get much grit on your board, and it's really not even worth having a compressor on there. You know, I'm ducking for people throwing things at this point, <laughs> but I mean it. Yeah, you know, it's really a, it's an effect designed for a more clean tone, and if you don't want a clean tone, then why would you have a compressor? Yeah, most people use you know rack what? mount compressors in a live, you know, in a touring. Situation. Yeah, I'm sure uh, somebody like Drew would have 
a, a lot more to say about that. Um, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think on, when I did my four on the floor, one of the pedals that I had on there was the Jangle Box. Yeah. And because that is really married to the Who whole... Who makes that one? Jangle Box. It's just called Jangle Box, Jangle Box? Jangle Box. Jangle Box. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> aside from the Jangle Box being called the Jangle Box, yeah. um, that one is... Uh, taken from the Rickenbacker Roger McGuinn compression mm. that was on board on his guitar. So it's essentially the same circuit that they put into pedal form. So anybody that uses a that lot of the, the birds. 12-string yeah. Rickenbacker yeah. bird sound, okay. that is that super compressed. Um, and with, with Rickenbackers, especially from you know mid to late 60s Rickenbackers that had lower output pickups, you need that compression to get that sound. Interesting. Um, in the studio... Uh, they would, you know, obviously use compression on the board, uh, but live, uh, Roger McGuinn actually had that built into his guitar, so he had a separate. Oh wow, circuit that's in. wild! Yeah, so it was like that sound. That's why Tony's on this show. Doggone it! I love that man. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle box. All right, uh, let's move on from the uh, from the compressor stuff. <laughs> well, let's talk about the top seven modulation, and that includes the phaser, vibrato, flanger. Tremolo, pitch shifter, and tape, and combo. Yeah, so yeah. those are types of pedals. The reason that I grouped these all into one was because there are, there were so many singular and low number mentions, um, but there were loads and loads. And what I didn't do, I'm so sorry, I didn't calculate how many types, how many models there actually were all together. Um, but how, how there's many, a lot. How many models were there if you take them all together? Just these ones? Yeah, like the phaser vibra. If you sum well, them Well, that's all. what I was just saying. I don't. I, I didn't Less do that. Less than one million. I didn't do that, but a substantial number. You're right, Tony. Yes, it is less than one million. You are right. It is less than one million. <laughs> yes. Well, let's continue on with the reading down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Strymon Flint. Yep. Strymon El Capistan Tape Echo. Yep. Electro Harmonics Pitchfork. MXR Phase 90. Mutron or Mutron <laughs> Phase 2. I love that one. Full Tone Supa Trim. Strymon Deco. I love that Strymon Deco. I'll, I'll just take any of these. So any of these. It is so good. good. I, mean, I, I can't they say yeah. anything bad about anything on that list. They're awesome. No, yeah. and, and here's the crazy thing. Uh, these were only, this, only the, the Flint, the El Capistan, and the Pitchfork were mentioned m three times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that number that I don't have, sorry, everybody, but that was a big number. <laughs> There's a lot of different models. A lot of Strymon on there. It was less than one million. It was less than one million. Uh, I was surprised to see uh, the pitchfork on there three times. We would count that as a modulation, yes? Mm. It's a question mark. Mm. I mean, it does modulate. Yeah. It's not a, what we would classically think of as modulation, but to your point, I'm like, you are... It, by the time you create categories for everything, you'd right. have like two in each one. So Right. Yeah. So I put that in there. Yeah. I think the, the, having the Phase 90 on the MXR Phase 90... I mean, again, these are classic pedals. But it was right? only mentioned twice. Yeah. So, you know, again, variety is the spice of life, baby. Lots of modulation like going that. on out there. Uh, There's I, a ton of it. I would say that modulation is one of those things where you kind of like 
the particular modulation you like, and that's probably the one you're going to have. So if you like a phaser... That's the exact same thing as saying it is what it is. Well, and it is. I mean, you're not if, if you if you like phaser, you're not going to have a flanger on your board. I mean, they're just so well dramatically different effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the, do, I do. Well, on the, your four on the floor, you've got a phaser. And Southampton, it. Southampton utility knife. It's I got the chorus, not, the phaser, the flanger, and the trim. I will agree all with everything you say. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He calls it a flanger too. I don't. I, I, do the do the English call that a flanger? <laughs> flanger. I don't know. We should ask. I think they call it chips. Should ask Ant. <laughs> should ask Hello Sailor Xander. Crisps. Um, I was surprised to not see some of the more maybe popular boutique versions of these things. These are all pretty standard issue as far as modulation goes. Yeah. You know. With as much focus that's been put on really heavy modulation in the last maybe even two years, uh, I was surprised. That's all. So there. Are uh, you saying you were surprised? Yes. Anything else, John? No. No. Nothing okay. more to add. Tony? Mm, I'm done. Jared? That's one of my favorite effects is, is modulation. You like the modulation. I he likes the Mutrons, especially. Yeah. It doesn't I, fit well with me so much. You know, I, I, little tiny doses, little sprinkles. Little, if the biphase wasn't so darn expensive, I, you know, I don't you'll know. You'll end up with that sooner or later. I have a biphase. I have the well, original. I mean, I mean like three more. All right. Let's go to the next one. Well, let's talk about top distortion and hang on tight, folks. This is a long list. Yes. <laughs> Proco rat that's it that's all that's <laughs> that was the only one that was mentioned more than once there were 12 models yep 12 so, different models yeah so there you go and 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 base in in that under the rat category there were probably 12 different versions of the rat, rat. yeah most and by the way no this is the year of the rat no, in china it is happy I, new year i believe that all of those were the um the original form box, not right. the angled model, you know, the late ones the and all the different ones. versions. Okay. The straight Proco Rat. Okay, Proco Rat. Um, what I think is interesting with this list, usually when, when you say, if I said guitar, you know, that, that game where you say a word association, yeah, you'd yeah. say distortion. No, I would <laughs> say amp. Okay, but you, would, ahead, say, try me again. you would say distortion, I would guitar. Re- repair. <laughs> Plus, I, I'm okay. surprised that the DS one was not on here. Well, yeah, that's the that's biggest. Big, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised to see the the rat there at all. But no, the DS one is another one of those real classic yeah. circuits that has a lot of mods. So I, you know, builders I would think would the thing that I, I take from this and where I was trying to go with with Tony here is that that wasn't a choice a lot of people were making. It's like distortion doesn't seem to have as many. Hello. I'm a ghost in the room. The mic just spun on me. Articulating? Oh. Yes. People are looking, it seems, for pedals that will allow them to get what they want out of it rather than saying button on equals distortion only. Yeah. Well, you know I, think, I, mean? I think distortion, I mean, you could, I mean, I would put a tube screamer under the distortion category rather than an overdrive. I mean, there, there's overdrive, distortion, and boost 
kind of all in the same category. But they're not. I, I mean, I would almost go overdrive, distortion, and fuzz. Yeah. There's, there's really fine lines there, particularly between like a gritty overdrive and distortion. Yeah. And then a really hairy distortion and fuzz. Like, where do you draw that line? Or an overdrive with a lot of dB on it. Right. Right. But that's why we have overdrive, distortion, and boost in three different categories. So I don't like it. Uh, I, w- I want to just. Speaking of that, let's go to top. <laughs> let's go to the boost. I cannot wait. Boost pedal. Thank you, Tony Baloney. Okay, top boost. There are 12 models. Mm. And another long list, ladies and gentlemen. The Exotic EP Boost. Mm. The Earthquaker Devices Speaker Cranker. That's it. Everything else was only mentioned once. That's right. So those were the two that uh, were selected more than one time. Yep. Yeah, Baloney likes the EP boost. That EP boost, boost is pretty I mean, amazing. That's, yeah. that's a tough one to beat. It really is. I mean, because it's not just the DB. It's it, we we've talked about this several times on the show. It's like it just has a. It's got pixie dust in it. It has that's a certain only, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah. It, it it it's hard to put into words what it actually does because you turn it on, and you're like uh, this. Sounds that's the sound so better. That's and that's modeled after the boost you get from a Necoplex, right? Yeah, the preamp stage. Yeah. For those Necoplex. who don't, who didn't know that, yeah. wonder where the EP is. So, would you safely say that if you had an original Ethcoplex machine, that that would be the only thing better than the actual? I, I don't think so because it, it's modeled, but it's it's also it's uh, a little sorry, tiny. It's, it's it's an it's influenced from that, but it's not. Just a one to one. Yeah, it's not. It's color not specifically it. based on the circuitry. It does something oh. else to your sound. It's very. Okay. So it was. Yeah, it was inspired by. Yes, yes, okay. that's a good way to put yes. it. All right, cool. All right. Well, uh, anything to say about those ones, guys? I like me some boost. Yeah, I'm surprised there weren't more boosts on there because boost is one of those things that like people seem to have a lot of. I, I think boost is kind of, I hate to say it, it's kind of like compression. You know, you've got a clean sound, you want boost. If you've got a dirtier sound, you want drive or distortion or mm-hmm. fuzz. Um, I think everybody's got a boost, but it's not necessarily the their they desert island have. pedal. You yeah. Know? yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring this, we're rounding third here, everybody. We're going to hit our top two categories. Number one on the top two categories. Jared? All right, top 10 brands. So of all, Tony, how many were there? Lots. Of all the... There were 150. 150 brands. These were the top 10 that were mentioned more than... uh, uh, Seven times. More than seven times. I know that's kind of a rod number, but then everything else just turned into ones. How so. about more than 13 times? Well, no, because it's more no, than seven. because you got to go to the next page. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Top 10 brands. Boss. Boss. 27. Ibanez. 27. Electroharmonics. 20. Strymon. 14. Earthquaker Devices. 13. TC Electronics. 11. Full Tone, 10. Caroline Guitar Company, 9. MXR, 9. Electronic Audio Experiments, drink, 7. Well, there you go. I think a couple things to keep in mind here. 
right out the gate, we're like, there's Boss, yeah. there's Ibanez, yeah. there's Electro Harmonics. And except for a little MXR down there, everything else is, is actually a boutique pedal. Yeah. Right. That's freaking awesome. It yeah. actually is. Most people, I don't know if, well, actually, when we were talking to Strymon, they mentioned this. They said, everybody thinks we're this giant company. They're not. And, but that's because of the product that they make. It looks like it looks like n- nothing else out there when you consider, you know, a boutique pedal. But they're like, yeah, we're just like a, a couple of guys here. We're making them. That's it. Earthquaker's growing pretty big. Earthquaker's. Yeah. They're pretty big. Huge now. now. Yeah. yeah. They're um, right up the road. And then us. you got Caroline Guitar Company. Yeah. You know, Philippe doing his thing out there. And then uh, electronic audio experiments. It's just John. Just John. Yep. Drink. No, we didn't say John Schneider. Drink. There no, you go. we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And our last category, ladies and gentlemen. Top four pedals. 319 models. That's right. Now, these were uh, all the pedals that were mentioned more than four times or more. Okay. Four times or more. The Ibanez Tube Screamer, mm-hmm. Caroline Guitar Company, Kilobit, or Kilobyte, however you want to say it, ladies and gentlemen. Proco Rat, Electro Harmonics, Green Russian Muff. And we, uh, we want to give someone on here a great big huzzah! huzzah! We got uh, Philippe Herndon bringing up Caroline Guitar Company, the Kilobyte, with five mentions. Knocking out Proco and Electro Harmonics. P- wrap your head around that. Yeah. 319 models. Well done, Philippe. Uh, and well done, everybody else out there for choosing things that aren't just, you know, the things that uh, everybody else is choosing. Yeah. Something like that. Excellent. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. We need to say a great big thank you to Rayo Carnahan again for providing. Uh, the the list for that, um, and we're going to build upon this list as well, we progress through. Oh, our- I'm I've already done it since he's given it to me. I've put in uh, everything up to date because I got that about a month ago. Nice. So I'm putting them in, and we're going to build that list, and we'll revisit it in a couple years. I don't, why, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I put the emphasis on there. But, emphasis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's wrap this up, gentlemen. Jared. Oh, man, it is time for the game show of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Would you rather... This week's Would You Rather is from our buddy, uh, Coach Schneider. Yes. And uh, and he's... He, Flippin' uh, Flippers podcast. That's right. Former guest. Flippity All flip. around good guy. He's like, hey, man, for Would You Rather... You have to go head-to-head in a Scott Pilgrim-style guitar battle against one of your co-hosts. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a movie. Okay. And you have to use the other co-host's rig. Who do you battle and then by default? Whose rig do you use? For the guest, they can pick one of the hosts to battle and pick one of the other's rigs. And that would be our buddy John. Okay. So the rest of us, we just gotta pick between the one uh, each other. I guess. Did that? I don't, to, to be honest, I don't even understand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I, I can't get away with so not we have knowing. To do, we have to do a guitar battle. So to sum that up, we are going to choose 
one of each other's rigs to battle one of each other. It'll, it'll be crystal clear, as clear as an unmoodied lake, Fred, as clear as an azure sky of deepest summer. Mm, I love summer. A little clockwork orange for you. Yes. Okay, so we're going to choose a person to battle, yes. and we're going to choose a rig to battle them with. Right. Tony Baloney, go. I'm going to battle Todd using Jared's rigs. Ooh, wise I, choice. I want many, many marshals. There so you go. Probably a Marshall and Les Paul. Let's, no, it's Marshall, 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 and Les Paul, Les Paul, yeah. Les Paul. Yeah. Well, pretty, it's, it's just one rig. Yeah. Just, okay. I'm, can can I use more than one Marshall? No. Marshall JCM eight hundred. Okay, I'll use the eight hundred. Although okay. the, I do like yeah. the forty five. All right. JC, JCM forty five. All right. For, so the forty five and his new gold top. You're gonna battle yep. me with that. Yeah, with Perfect. an eight twelve. Okay. Um, John. I don't want Tony to feel all out and alone in the world. That was that was my choice as well. Battle Todd with Jared. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to battle Todd. Uh, it, Except it's not Todd. a hard fight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's going to battle himself. Yeah. <laughs> with Jared. I right? do that daily. <laughs> Jared's right. Yeah. I know. Jared, what are you doing? I'll make it fair. I'll I'll battle Todd with Todd's rig. Ooh. Ooh. They're my pickups anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> which amp, though? Which amp? Uh, whichever amp. The, you know, whichever <laughs> one. The Supro? The Supro or, or the VTX, the PV VTX? That's cool. That's cool. I'll do, I've got I'll so many PV. amps. I'll do PV, man. <laughs> Ooh. Man. I'll use the PV. All right. I think he's throwing the gauntlet down. I'm going to accept that gauntlet, and I'm going to battle. I'm going to battle John with Jared's VTX. It, oh, it won't my, be much yeah. of a battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting would you rather. Thank you, Co Schneider, for dropping that one on us. I suspect that, I don't know, I think we got it right. I'm pretty sure we figured out how to do that. That was a complicated one. <laughs> Let's battle Co Schneider. He said it really Not going to lie, we had to talk so, about it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for doing that. If you got a would you rather you want to send, we would love to hear it and probably read it just like we did and answer it too. So please send those to uh, our email, Todd at the guitarnobs.com or DM at uh, at guitarnobs on Instagram. Beautiful. Yep. I love it. Tony Baloney. Yes. We got some people to thank. Yes, we do. I'm really excited this week because it, we have a new category of executive producer called the Grand Poobah level. All right. So what does that mean, buddy? That means that they are. You take an executive the, producer, right? It's at the and next you, tier and you up. Kick it up a notch. Right. It's at the next tier. Very up. generous. You kick you, it up. You a notch. can find out those? more about it on the on the old website. Go to the website. Patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. I believe it's at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. There you That's go. Right. That's where you can see that. So, you can, well, if you go there, you go to Patreon. And you'll see the various levels in which you can participate. And there are various rewards that you receive yes. for, for being a patron buttons, of this very podcast. Perfect buttons, stickers, pins, kebabs, the whole nine yards. Giveaways. Giveaways. Don't Lots forget of giveaways. the giveaways. We just gave away uh, two pedals. Two. Like, just right. this last week. One, right. two, two. Count them. But the executive producer level and now... The Grand Poobah level. Yes, both of them. What happens, Jared? You get to have your name read on the thing. You get your name read on the thing. That's so right. I'm going to start with our Grand Poobah level. 
many of these names I've read many times before. I want to personally thank you. Todd does. Jared does. Absolutely. Even John does. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. a nice guy. You should get to know him. We like John. We do. Aw. (laughs) He's blushing. (laughs) So at this point, I would like to thank our executive producers by reading their name aloud. Specifically, I want to start with our grand Puba level. Yeah. Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. 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 Tommy Manasco. And now our executive producers. Tom Brazen, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory. Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Tyg Harmon, Chris Heidel. Uh, this next one I'm not familiar with. John Esterly. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Is he here? Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Steve Keys, and our newest executive producer. That's right. Mr. Brett Alexander. Hey, welcome aboard. Welcome, Brett. Thank you, each and every one of you. And if you're a patron on Patreon, we thank you as well. At every level. Much obliged. I got to hang out with David Kaminga and Nam. It was fun. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. nice. Great dude. It's fun when we get to meet these people, man. Yeah. I love it. I got to hang out with John Esterly. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony Baloney, yes. where can people find you? Go to pickguardian.com. You can see some of the projects that I do. If there's something there that you like, that you see, shoot me an email. Yeah. I will take personal care of you. And check you out on Instagram where? Uh, that's Pick Guardian and the number one. You can see some of the projects we've been talking about. Yep, right on. Jared? Well, if you need some pickups or pickup repair or anything pickups, give me a call or give me an email or whatever. Uh, BrandonWildPickups.com is the website. And uh, I'd love to talk to you about any problems you have or anything you want to upgrade. So. Mm. Yeah, get a hold of me. Specifically, pickup problems, people. Yeah, no, ca- no cash flow problems. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, <laughs> can't help you there, John. Uh, you can find me at www.rarebuzzer.com at rarebuzzer on all the social medias. And by the time this drops, you should be reading about the collaboration pedal, the Niagara with Sound Slice Effects up in Canada. Nice. That's cool. Excellent. Uh, you can send me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We would love to hear from you. We want to give our pal John Esterly a big thanks for joining us on this episode. I thought specifically he would really enjoy this one, um, and I hope you have too. This was a lot of fun for us. Thank you for listening. Have a great guitar week, and subscribe! Yay! I'm going to cut your blah, 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 blahs out. You're all wrong. You're all wrong! Thank you, Jared. You're all wrong. Meteor. Meteor. I just say meteor. Flanger. I'm not going to be a bastard. Flanger. Recording. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea.
Swanger. Jared, are you going to be able to read all this stuff? I'm not going to be mean. What's in that cup? <laughs> what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.